Are you tired of your content not getting the reach it deserves? Change that at Grow With Video Summit. From May 23rd through the 25th, join industry leaders like Gary Vee, Ali Abdal, Patrick Bet David, Cody Sanchez, and more for strategies that will elevate your visibility and engagement. And our early bird launch ticket price is just $27, but that's ending soon. So go to summit.thinkmedia.com to secure your ticket. Just click the link in the description or go to summit.thinkmedia.com. 10 things I wish I knew when starting a YouTube channel. And so grab your notebook, something to take notes with. You want to capture all 10. We actually have two bonus tips. Our special guest today um, shared some of their wisdom ahead. So we've organized this session so you can capture actually all 12 tips that are really going to help you shorten your learning curve, get results faster. And plus, you're going to love hearing some insights from their two stories. Let me first introduce you to Dr. Andrea Ferlin. Uh, Dr. Andrea, welcome to the challenge. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for inviting me. Um, can you tell us a little bit about when you started your YouTube channel and what it is you do on YouTube? Yeah, I am a physician in Canada. I am in Toronto and I treat people with chronic pain. And um, in 2019, I started this channel to educate my own patients because I, I needed a little bit more information to pass to them. I don't have time in my clinic. So I started this and um, now I'm posting one video a week. I started with only one month, once every month. And my channel is growing. I am almost at uh, 600,000 subscribers and 53 million views in total. Your story is so inspiring, and I can't wait to get into the tips and lessons you've learned along the way. But I also now want to welcome Tim from Adventure Tim. Tim, tell us about your YouTube journey. When did you start, and what is it you do on YouTube? Yeah, thanks, Sean. Uh, real honor to be here, by the way. Um, I started my journey about 2013 um, when I posted a video to promote a uh, a charity event. I had a, um, a family member who passed away uh, from cancer and I wanted to promote that event originally on YouTube. That's how it kind of started. Um, but over the course of the journey, uh, my, my, uh, my, my vision and my niche has changed from things like travel videos. Oh my God, you found that one? Oh, that's I found it. <laughs> um, from like travel videos through to like adventure um, challenge kind of videos to my latest niche or one that's worked for me, which is mainly like GoPro videos and still some travel videos as well. So by being able to uh, find my niche and it took a while on my journey uh, is actually really, really helped me build up a great community of, um, of followers and supporters from all over the world. And uh, I'm just uh, so thankful for what I've learned from VRA over the last couple of years. It's uh, made a really big difference. And uh, yeah, um, my channel at the moment is over 80,000 subscribers. And at the start of this year, I only got monetized uh, in January. So to go from 1,000 to 80,000, I've been very blessed. I've had a couple of uh, videos that have gone wild for me. And um, yeah, so here I am talking to you. This is a bit of a dream come true, man. So thank you very much. Well, I'm so grateful you're here. And this is a challenge. This is a priceless privilege because you get to learn from people with 83,000, 600,000 subscribers. Plus, we're going to look into that insight. You're, you're not joking about having some parabolic videos, 24 million views in the last 28 days and 68,000 new subscribers. Is this a glitch? I can see this being a glitch. Is that really what just happened in the last month? <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny because back in May, I filmed uh, a busker or a street performer uh, in the main street of my city. And um, 
it took this this video here took me about five minutes to film uh probably about 10 minutes to kind of mess around with it and i uploaded it and um i put it to hold it from a bunch of sites stuff that i kind of learned through vra uh places to put it to and it kind of started off slowly and then all of a sudden it just kind of grew and it grew and I would be, um, <laughs> I, I work away from home sometimes. And I'd be getting all these messages coming through for this one short. And I couldn't believe it. It just kind of took off. And I remember once you actually said how um, a rising tide lifts all ships. And what this one short did was it, it brought so many more people to my channel who maybe would, would never have sort of um, uh, seen it in the first place. And so all of a sudden I've had, crazy viewership from all over the world this this short in particular has blown up really big in places like um, india and pakistan and bangladesh and those people have kind of remixed it and they've actually used the music from this busker and in their own kind of videos and their own shorts uh, i've actually even reached out to the busker himself and i kind of told him about this video his name's can master smash and he's an incredible uh, like street musician he performs around the world sometimes and uh even he's kind of blown away by the success from this little kind of short video. Um, uh, it's quite, it's quite extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 32 million views, 1.3 million likes. And we do say in VRA, you're one video away from changing your life, changing your business, a rising tide lifts all ships. So that can become an entry point to people discovering that you, and so I'm excited to unpack that. Well, let's kick it off. Um, actually with you, Tim, and we're going to go through these tips and then I'll bring Dr. Andrew on. Tip number one, we're going through 12 tips that we wish we knew when we were starting. Tip number one is set realistic expectations. One of the things you said as we were doing our pre-conversation uh, was how much time it takes to create videos and how much goes into the process. Break down your process and how you've kind of learned to have like the right mentality when it comes to creating content. Yeah, uh, I really kind of think you take every opportunity to kind of, um, you know, film and film things and embrace things. I can't carry my camera everywhere because uh, you never quite know what's going to happen. Like you never know what sort of circumstance you're going to come across and you just never know when you're going to find those sort of golden moments or those things that are kind of going to blow up for you. Like with this video here, it took me almost no time to film and then um, upload. And I've had other videos I worked on for months and I've spent weeks tweaking and filming and working on voiceovers and stuff and they haven't done anything they've got like you know if i'm lucky a hundred views and it's really kind of frustrating but then you have something like this which kind of comes along or some of my other shorts which come along as well and they sort of i don't know they just kind of surprise you so you've got to always kind of um just kind of have some goals and it's really important to have some goals but kind of like be prepared to kind of like uh, go beyond that too you never know what's going to happen right you never know where it's going to come from but if you just keep working and keep grinding, man, like, you know, good things will come your way. Yeah, I love that. And Dr. Andrea, I'm curious on point number one, setting realistic expectations. I mean, we're going to talk about this later. You got a book deal, you're winning awards, you're getting invited to, uh, you know, all throughout Canada, all of these things. But how, how was the process when you first started creating videos? And tell us yeah. chronic pain. <laughs> Tell us the pain. I mean, learning video, uploading, <laughs> like, you know, learning all this stuff. Break that down. Yeah. So in, I'm, I'm a doctor, so I have a busy practice. I teach students. I'm a professor of medicine at University of Toronto. And I still have, I find time to write those videos and to write the scripts, to do the research, to film. I have now my son who edits my videos for me, but I do the post marketing of the videos and in the beginning, I could do only one a month. 
And that's how I learned. That was my capacity. So don't try to overdo because then you will not have good quality for each video. I am very conscious about the quality of each video. I don't let, I don't publish anything that is lower the standards of what I think is high quality, but that takes time. And now I learned about um, how to do things in like batch recording. I book one uh, Saturday every five, six weeks. I go to the hairdresser. She colors my roots because I'm getting old. I put makeup get my outfits, and I record six, seven, eight, nine videos, long videos in one day. Here is my studio. This is where I record. And then I record a lot of shorts uh, about each video. So at the end of the day, I have 50-something things on my camera and my iPhone. Um, so you need to do what is what works for you. Don't, don't try to overdo and burn out quickly. <laughs> Man, that's so great. And just to highlight a few points, you're using your phone to film. Yes. No, no, now I got a Canon. I I got a camera for just because it was hard to get the videos out of my iPhone, but uh I I reached 100,000 subscribers with just my iPhone. Ooh, that's a quote. I reached 100,000 subscribers with just my phone. Do you know what Canon camera you just got? I'm sure people are yeah, curious. Yeah, M50. Nice. And so it is nice. One of the advantages of having a separate camera is exactly right. Moving the files off of a smartphone can be, can take a while versus like pop the SD card out, put it in the computer. So, um, that is really inspiring. So number one is set really realistic expectations. Number two is YouTube has an advantage over other platforms and staying with you, Dr. Andrea, you talked about how some of the observations you notice about YouTube content versus other social media, break those down. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, YouTube is by far the best, at least for my purposes, which is educating the public. People who have uh, pain, chronic pain, this is low back pain, fibromyalgia, arthritis, headaches, because it offers them, my, my, my audience is older people, they have more chronic pain, but I also have a lot of uh, children, teenagers and adults, um, but they... The chronic pain affects how you concentrate and how you memorize things. So having the ability to show, to talk to them with my own words. So then if I speak a, a complicated medical term, I can show the words so they can read. And I also increase the accessibility because a lot of people don't understand English. And I put closed captions in 56 languages. All of my videos have closed captions in 56 languages which is also my population. I didn't do this to reach the whole world. I did this because my patients who come here in Toronto, they, um, a lot of them, English is not the first language. So it helps them to understand what is their disease that they have, what I'm asking them to do. Yeah, that's powerful. And I'm curious, Adventure Tim, um, when you think about YouTube, I know you mentioned you're posting it on all different platforms, shorts especially, but yep. what do you love about YouTube in terms of your channel. And I'm also curious, have you found in terms of money coming in like this, this dash cam video has 118,000 uh, views. I wonder if any affiliate marketing has worked for you or anything else you've learned because of YouTube specifically. Yeah. Um, affiliate marketing hasn't really kind of, uh, worked in, in my favor. I've got a, I'm an Amazon affiliate. Uh, I've reached out for a, to a few companies, but nothing's kind of really sort of happened in that space, uh, unfortunately, but 
what I love about YouTube over other platforms is just how you can have a video that's like two or three years old and that can still provide um, benefits and be helpful to people who, ha who happen to find your content. I'm still getting comments about that video, which I did over two years ago and other ones as well, which, you know, just kind of sound like, you know, like a simple idea. One was like hooking up your, connecting your GoPro to a TV. You know, those sort of small videos and you spoke yesterday about answering specific questions. Those little things can really kind of help and people find your comment like for years and years to come if you have good con comment, uh, content. And also even like some of my old travel videos will sometimes get people to kind of, you know, you know, watch when they go on holiday to a place as well. And you can't really get that with other platforms like Instagram or TikTok, TikTok or Facebook. Things are things arrive on, on those platforms and they're gone very quickly and then they're like they never come back again. But with YouTube, being able to find content and even old content, which is like quite often evergreen content really works, uh, is is where I find YouTube like YouTube is just a cut above the rest. I love that, which brings us to tip number three, which is the creator economy is booming. And Dr. Andrea, you talked a little bit about, here's the quote, the whole industry is gravitating around YouTube. Can you unpack that a little bit for us? Yes, I, I find that um, YouTube opens the door for so many business and so many collaborations and so many partnerships. I didn't do a lot of, um, um, I don't do, I sponsored videos, but I am approached, Sean, every day I get two, at least two or three emails of people who want me to collaborate with me, that they want me to sell products on my videos, talk about the supplements, talk about this exercise uh, equipment, talk about this. I'm not doing that because I am very reluctant about what I promote. I do talk about some products, but they are, I only have affiliate marketing with Amazon. So I put the links on Amazon and, uh, but also open the doors for a lot of other things like travel awards and conferences and podcasts and things that I would never be able to reach just because people see me on YouTube. So my reach has a professional educator, a professor, uh, is amazing because now I can, uh, I, I've been invited to go to conferences that I would never be able to go if it was not for YouTube, for example. Yeah, that's powerful. And it kind of actually ties into my fourth point that I captured, which is success on YouTube opens new doors of opportunity. And you were talking about that. And I'm curious, Tim, since starting your YouTube channel, um, what have some of the life experiences or opportunities that have come your way? Yeah, I've been in touch. A couple of companies have been in touch with me about um, doing reviews of their products, uh, which has been kind of great, you know, and you get to sort of try uh, to review things or products that you would, wouldn't normally. But like for me, um, you know, like I'm, I'm just only my main source of income is AdSense at the moment. Uh, but, you know, the plan is to kind of like now I've got a decent number of, subscri of subscribers and a community through YouTube. I can now approach a lot of companies who, like early in my journey, weren't interested. I remember like like GoPro. I feature a lot of GoPro products, and I went to them like once I hit a thousand subscribers, and I was so excited. I was like, "Here we go, man! This is like totally what I want. I'll be able to, you know, get a part of their program." But they were like, "Oh yeah, a thousand isn't like enough. You know, come back and see us later on." And so like now I'm approaching them again a second time with more of a community behind me. And more of like, um, 
you know, like an influence so I can say, hey, listen, you know, like I've got this product. I'm promoting like a lot of your products for free anyway because I want to help other people get the most out of like your product. You know, let's like kind of work together. Let's come on board. You know? So powerful. And um, going back to Dr. Andrea here, number five is choose a clear channel topic. So Dr. Andrea, what did you learn with this tip? Yeah, uh, just for the previous topic, what uh, the channel opened the door for me to was to get my book published. So the publisher approached me when I, I approached the publisher. And then uh, because I had 100,000 subscribers, I was able to close the deal with the publisher. But talking about, yeah, yeah so the, the topic that you asked about, uh, the clear channel topic, uh, that's so important because <clears throat> I, I think uh, if you don't have a clear topic for your channel, people get confused. So I only talk about chronic pain. And then people ask me, you know, they write comments, they send me emails saying, can you talk about this topic in medicine and high blood pressure and thyroid problems and other things? And I say, no, I only talk about chronic pain. And the temptation is great because I'd like to talk about, um, you know, many things on my channel, but I do have to focus because that's what my, that's what I learned with you. <laughs> that's what they signed. My audience signed up to hear me talking about chronic pain. So don't confuse them. Yeah, that's a really powerful tip. And, you know, Zig Ziglar says our ultimate goal is to be a meaningful, specific, not a wandering generality. But I definitely want to talk to Tim about this as well, because Tim has followed a, a current trajectory that's similar to mine, meaning that um, I, it wasn't super clear to me up front. I mean, I think Dr. Andrea, as a chronic pain specialist with such specific expertise, and now on the other side of things, 600,000 subscribers, and there's no question you're going to go to a million. Um, it was maybe... Yes, VRA and our messaging encourage you to niche down and it's so powerful you're staying focused. But Tim, it sounds like earlier you're talking about you've been on this journey of discovery. So unpack for us a little bit how you, now you've really, you eventually found niching down on GoPros. GoPros, you love traveling, so it kind of tied into that. But what has the journey been like for you, like trying to discover for those that are especially watching this that are like, okay, I understand the power of that, but I'm multi-passionate and I kind of want to just start by experimenting. I'm not sure if I want to commit to a clear topic yet. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I think you have to kind of try to find what your vibe is and um, try to find that what sort of works for you and what you're passionate about as well. Because if you choose a topic which you're not really passionate about, you're not going to stick along for the journey because it is a marathon and it's not a sprint. You know, you don't get that success straight away overnight. So I kind of dabbled in a few different areas. Um, what I found too is like uh, like my, my my original kind of travel videos was I worked overseas quite a bit. So my plan was that I could film stuff that I was doing, say in the Middle East, and I could send it home via YouTube to show my family and friends what I was up what I was up to, and that kind of worked out okay for them. But it didn't kind of always reach a, a broader audience. And then once I kind of like found your program and kind of I was able to kind of get a bit more direction and. What, one thing I really liked about your program too is like when I first joined it back in 2021, because I remember I was going through a real flat patch uh, in my life. I hated my job. Um, my wife was sick in hospital and I kind of joined the challenge like just like this one here and I kind of heard people like you and Heather and Omar and Nolan all kind of speak um, about, you know, like what kind of about your own journeys as well. And I at that point, I kind of felt like I didn't have anything really much to offer rather than just my occasional little videos. And I thought, I'm not an expert in anything. 
And how can I answer specific questions? Like I don't, I'm not an expert in say GoPros or travel or anything, but then I just kind of listen to you guys and I got some tips and I got that belief and that inspiration. And from, and from things like that, I was able to kind of type into Goop in, into like YouTube, you know, um, how to GoPro something and then come up with like how to use a GoPro as a dash cam. And I was able to kind of follow down that pathway. And that video has actually, you know, the fact that it's got over a hundred thousand views just really kind of blows my mind. That was the one that really kind of started the ball really rolling for me. You know, after having other random views on like, you know, travel in Indonesia or or Singapore or whatever, which kind of, you know, it kind of started going a little way, you know, a little way towards getting somewhere. This having a specific topic was able to kind of really help me focus. And then once I had that one that sort of really worked, I was able to work out the next one. And you kind of you kind of all of a sudden all the pieces all kind of start together. You kind of find the steps that you need to follow to kind of get that success. And you have that audience that comes to you. And the greatest thing for me is to be able to help someone else, you know, like um, for, for someone to kind of like write to me, like recently I had a guy say, Hey man, I was trying to find a video about how to use um, time warp on the GoPro. And I looked at a whole bunch of videos, but yours was the one, yours was the one that kind of helped me, you know? And I just filmed that video in the park. It was a windy day. Like looking back now, it doesn't look so great, but that was able to help somebody. And that is the biggest buzz out of this whole, out of this whole scenario. You know, I kind of found a niche that kind of worked for me and I was able to help others, you know, and that's, and that's, that's the payback for me. That's the ultimate payback. Well, Tim, a couple of things I want to unpack. Number one, I appreciate your kind words. And it's so cool to like have this full circle moment from getting to connect with you at a challenge just like this in 2021. <laughs> Here we are now you're on the VRA show. Now you're in a challenge session. Um, and so thank you so much for sharing all that Two, You know, one of the nuggets we were talking about in VIP yesterday, which there is still two more VIP sessions if anybody's interested, but we were really going deep and people were saying, hey, what's most important? Is it tags? Is it description? Is it title? Is it thumbnail? And I was like, well, in reverse order, tags are kind of least important, but you should still use the box if YouTube gives it to you. You should do the description right. I think next would be titled. Second place is thumbnail. But they're like, what's what's number one? What's the number one most important thing? And I was like, what's well, actually topic? Like, if you have the greatest thumbnail and title, but the topic isn't what people care about. And so it's so cool to hear full circle you doing VRA and and discovering topics that got 100,000 views. How did you didn't think that how to use a GoPro as a dash cam was going to be that big of a video? And one thing I want to point out tactically for our challenge community here is because I have vidIQ installed, I can see this little overlay of a blue number that just gives me data on other people's videos. It says seven VPH. VPH stands for views per hour. The video is a year old. You said maybe two years old. And if, um, this video is still getting seven views every hour. Like this hour during this session, seven people are going to watch your video from a year plus ago. And you talked about how the time warp video changed someone's life, how to use time warp on your GoPro. That got one point, that's getting 1.1 view, view per hour. You might go like only one view. We had the year old video. That's 24 views a day, every single day, whether you upload a new video or not. This is why YouTube is the greatest because you get views <laughs> while you snooze. And so that just speaks to the power of topic though, and the ability to research, find those topics that resonate with people, which leads us really to number six. And you had already really touched on that was commit to continued learning, commit to continued learning. Now, Dr. Andrea, 
you um, mentioned this and you talked about, I learned a new science, YouTube biology or something. <laughs> YouTubeology. <laughs> you, I've never heard anyone say that word. I'm going to drop it in the chat, but break down the value that you have found with all your YouTube success of why a commitment to continued learning has been important for you. YouTubeology. Yeah, because I'm a scientist. So <clears throat> I like, I, I think YouTube, it's a science. It's not just an art. It is an art too, but um, you do need to know how it works. I, you know, when I started, I had no idea. So you need to learn how to read the analytics. You need to learn what other people are doing. You need to learn how to do a good thumbnail. You need to learn so many things and you need to find a school. So a lot of people ask me now, Sean, they say, where do you learn all of this? I And then I say, I learn on YouTube, watching YouTube videos here and there. That's how I found Think Media. And then I tell them I went to a YouTube school, which is the VRA Academy. Um, and then they say, but how do you find the schools? Where do you go? And um, that's the long, the lifelong learning. I also subscribe to the YouTube creators channel. They Every week they post a lot of things that what's happening on YouTube. And uh, you have to keep learning because things change so quickly. And uh, having a school, not only having the materials, the binder, but also having the classroom. I think for me, the most uh, important thing was, who do I ask a question? Because this feels so alone. Being a YouTube creator, I'm here with my camera and I post these things and then watch. Who do I ask a question if I have um, a problem? And having the Facebook group of the VRA Academy is amazing. Having, you know, my colleagues there, my classmates who are struggling with the same problem. You post a, you post a question there and then immediately in a few hours, there will be a lot of comments trying to respond and helping to answer that question. I, I think um, without this, nobody can be successful because there's no, well, there's no your book. The YouTube secrets, I have the, both versions, but it is different from having like a professor, a tutor, a coach that can help you with um, the questions that you're having right now. Well, I appreciate uh, your kind words. And yeah, we really believe that community is everything. We need each other. We don't get anywhere alone. Iron sharpens iron. And uh, and we have found at Think Media, we continue to learn and we invest in ourselves um, as a team. And um and all the different skill sets for building a business, online marketing, digital marketing, social media, YouTube. Um, but I'm excited for number seven because it's tap into the power of YouTube shorts. Now, we really had a preview on this one. We'll start with Tim and then Dr. Andrea. I am curious about your workflow because you mentioned you're shooting shorts on shoot days. But Tim, do you have anything to add? <laughs> Truly a, a short change in your life. I mean, 32 million views. It's crazy to see a video with 1.3 million likes like that's such uh it's a big uh reach so that has already kind of proven youtube shorts i'm just curious though um how many shorts are you posting how are you producing them and why do you believe in youtube shorts yeah i was a little bit late to the game when it comes to youtube shorts i was always kind of like really pushing every week to get that get that one video out a week um which is what is sometimes quite difficult to do. And then I was going away for a while um, and I was going to an area where I wasn't sure I was going to have internet access. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to uh, make some shorts, actually repurpose some of my old, like longer content and sort of chop it up into shorts and then kind of publish it on a regular basis while I'm in like a remote location. 
And then what I kind of found was that some of those little shorts were actually just blowing up so much bigger than the original videos and um, that, I, that I could imagine. Like I, I spent some time in Melbourne uh, earlier on this year. I made this video of things to do in Melbourne, free things. It got a couple of hundred views, wasn't sort of doing too much. And then I chopped it all up into little shorts. And those little shorts were, are now getting thousands of views and they're kind of bringing people to my channel who would never have come there before. And so you can just kind of go out and film um, your own shorter shorts or you can kind of create it from your own content. And um, Nolan made a, makes a, has made a brilliant video about how to repurpose your content to make it into shorts. And that really kind of turbocharged things for me. So all of a sudden I'm in a remote location and my shorts were coming out two or three times a week, some of them. And that kind of had the, put the presence of my channel out there, like, like not just once a week with that one long form video that people may not have had time to watch the whole thing, but with a 30 second short, they might give it a shot or it appears in like YouTube shorts feed. And then all of a sudden more and more people are coming to your channel. And I, I really hit, I really hit the gold mine when I, when I hit that, uh, when I had that one video of that busker, which just kind of went just crazy town for me. Right. But also those other little ones too have kind of have helped as well. So I kind of look at it this way. Although this one video has done amazing things, I wouldn't have got that success with that one video without having all those other 250, 270 videos along the way in that learning process. And um, yeah, shorts has just really turbocharged my channel. And I really highly encourage everyone to, to have a crack at shorts. You know, it can just put your name out there on a more consistent basis. And, you know, it's, it's really been a godsend for my channel. I want to highlight something you said. You obviously had the breakout video, 32 million views, but you wouldn't have gotten there if it wasn't for the hundreds of other videos that got you there. And we are so big in, in our VRA community about consistency, about the power of repetition, about the power of following a system, and that as you work the system, the results follow. There's a good book called Good to Great and talks about the flywheel effect. It's kind of like getting momentum, but it also is the fact that you're practicing, learning skills, making mistakes. And so even though there's maybe it's kind of like the phrase, there's uh, they're like, oh, you're just an overnight success. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but, but overnight just took 300 uploads, you know, in your case, like, you know, for like, oh, you're just an overnight success. Well, yeah, I mean, it only took five years, but I suppose, I mean, like there was the night that all of a sudden the video went big and that's when you put it, it was on radar, but people don't see the perseverance and the learning and the practice behind the scenes. So I want to encourage our challenge community and the power of perseverance and the power of starting messy and the power of getting started, continuing to level up, continuous learning, continuing to practice. And then all of a sudden, when you're a smashing success, people will be like, well, you came out of nowhere. And you're like, yeah, besides pain, hardship, challenges. And I suppose, I mean, you're just seeing so, uh, so powerful. And I do want to uh, hear Dr. Andrea's experience with shorts. You're actually what you mentioned was that you're crafting them. So do you actually shoot two different forms of content after you've done a long form video? Are you putting out a short form video? What's your workflow? Yeah, so I tried to post a one shorts a day. I did not have that breakthrough that Tim had yet, but I'm persistent and I'm playing around with different methods, with music, without music, with letters, with no text, uh, different things. But what I do is I shoot my video on my Canon, my long video, and then I have my iPhone on a pedestal like this and immediately with the same outfit I just shoot you know maybe three four shorts about that video that I just recorded and then I release them over you know the next uh, weeks 
And I'm, I'm playing around, like doing what Ting did, do something out of the blue, that uh, an idea that I have. And um, I didn't have the breakthrough yet, but I know I will have it. One day I will have my big video, my shorts that will blow out. I love that, which brings us to number eight, which is adding value leads to views. And I want to start with Tim here. Tim, you shared, it's important to think of the viewer and the value that you're giving them. I'm curious if that was like a light bulb moment where maybe early on you weren't thinking about the viewer as much. Not that it wasn't, you didn't care about them. It just, when when did this become clear for you? Yeah, I kind of think that when you kind of, um, when you kind of change your direction and you start not just making content for yourself, you make it like with the, with the, the thought of helping other people. You know, I, I remember, uh, I think you did an interview with Gary Vee once and he kind of, he kind of said something how most people are making selfish content and making content for themselves or like their trip to Hawaii or I don't know, Western Australia or whatever. But once you kind of turn that around and you start thinking, how can I help out uh, the person who's taken the time to click on my video, to watch my video, that's when you start to get those wins and you get those people communicating with you. And then you think, okay, I can really make an impact here. I can help maybe change or better someone's life. And once you start doing that, it's just it's just such a buzz. And then you kind of go on a different kind of path, you know, like, like you can still make your content with your travel videos, but as long as you kind of give something to the viewer or else they're not going to stick around, you know, and people... And people care that you write back to them as well. And they, they care that you put the time in to kind of help them out. Um, that's always been like one of the things I've really tried to do. Like my whole journey is if someone has taken the time to write a couple of lines about a video or a short to respond to them, um, with this viral video, I was trying to do that every day. I'd have like days off on my work commitments and I'd sit down and say, okay, I want to reply to these people. But then hundreds and hundreds of comments would kind of come through and trying to respond to all of them is quite difficult but it's just really really important to try to do the best you can to try to give that value to make that connection to show that someone who has taken the time to look at your stuff show that you care you really appreciate what they've done you know because they could have looked at someone else's video they could have you know just skipped your your content you know so it's really really important to add as much value as you can you know and really not expect anything in return but when they write some comment like you know hey this has really kind of helped me with my my GoPro videos, or I've got another smaller second channel about softball because I love playing softball and I've been a softball coach. And some lady wrote to me the other day and said, hey, man, thank you so much for your channel I've actually and your video. I've actually sent it to the girls on my team to kind of help them learn how to catch a softball, right? And so this is just such an amazing feeling. You know, I've added value by just creating a video in the park and someone has found that and it's kind of helped improve their situation or, or this softball team. And that's... um. That's that's such a win, you know, for everybody, you know. So powerful. And I know Dr. Andrea has some very powerful things to share around adding value as well. I mean, that is the core of her channel. But we do at Think Media talk about selfish content versus service content. And when we get obsessed with, yes, our channel is built around our own passion. But when we think about putting the viewer first, I mean, it's it's almost biblical. It's like when you put others first, love others as you love yourself, like think about value, like your income is directly correlated to the amount of value you add to the marketplace. The algorithm rewards value because that's what actually serves and helps people. And Dr. Andrea, I'm curious about, curious about this because, you know, I know that you're super humble and uh, let that talking about your success, like I really want you to kind of open it up, like the messages you get 
the, mm-hmm. the difference, like the awards, it's like this feedback loop of you publishing all this content with helping people with chronic pain, the level of value it's added to the world is insane. Break down your mm-hmm. thoughts on how adding value mm-hmm. leads to views. Yeah, first of all, when I do think about each video, I do a lot of research, I write the script, I want to have the best, the up-to-date information in that video that's adding value, do a good research on your topic. And then when I'm recording, I'm always looking at the camera, Sean, and I'm imagining one of my patients sitting across the table, and I'm talking to that patient. And it's very personal, you know, I'm trying to make that connection, I'm talking to you right now, who is having pain and a person who is having pain, they're suffering, they're depressed, they're anxious. It's hard for them to pay attention. And then I'm trying to connect with them at this level. And when they write comments, I try the best to respond, but there are so many comments I can't anymore. But I remember, can I tell a story about a a person that uh, wrote me on Facebook uh, saying that he's in Africa and he was telling me that his wife had a stroke. And I had a video, very successful video on my channel that I show exercise for shoulder pain. But his wife had a stroke and she was having shoulder pain. And he told me she was trying to do the exercises to get better. And I knew that was the wrong kind of exercise because if you have a stroke, you have to do different kinds of exercise compared if it's just a tendinitis of your shoulder. So I had to respond to him saying, I'm sorry, I can't give advice to your wife because I don't give medical advice via YouTube or social media. But then I, I, I closed that comment and I was crying and I said, oh, I know how, what kind of exercises she should be doing. How can I help her? I had an idea. So I mailed, I, I messaged him back. And I said, I'm going to do a video specifically for your wife. So then I had to do research again because uh, the exercises are different. And I recorded a video, which is shoulder exercise for shoulder pain after a stroke. And then he took a little short video of her doing this exercise show to me. And I was so happy because she was now doing the right exercises. So that's the kind of thing that brings me satisfaction when I can help one person in the middle of Africa who doesn't have access to exercise or a physician like me. I mean, it, it literally is so inspiring to imagine the fact that we can create content that can help people around the world. You're doing it in such a profound way and to help people that don't have access to what we maybe take yeah. for granted. Yeah. Um, you've already touched on number nine about caring and making genuine connections. Clearly you're doing that. You're making specific videos for somebody with a specific situation. And there are so many powerful things that are shining through with caring and making genuine connections with others. But Tim, you submitted something specific that really resonated with me. It said the importance of treating your subscribers like real people and not just a number. So what does that mean to you? How do you take action on number nine? Yeah, um, I think it's really important. I think the way how the world is today, you are just a number in so many different situations, like whether it's like on your, your Medicare card or your Social Security card or in, um, depending on what job you do. So to actually see that person as a real person who's got like real concerns and they've got their own kind of life and their own issues kind of going with. And if you look at it as a person, like you're trying to help a friend or maybe you're helping a stranger in some ways, but you, you want to kind of like, you know, make that connection and kind of say, okay, I can see you need some help. I've got a little bit of knowledge here 
maybe I can help you on your journey, you know. And I've kind of found in the past, I've had people write me questions or write me comments and I'll spend like a lot of time trying to find the answers and I'll write back. And often people will be like so grateful that they'll be like, hey, man, I don't believe, I can't believe you spent that much time helping me out. You've got a subscriber like for life now because you've actually gone that extra step. You've actually gone beyond what they expected from some guy in front of a camera half a world away, you know, to kind of help them out. And I think that's really, really key. And by showing that you care and showing that you want to help people, that's just going to keep on compounding when it comes to your subscribers and your views. And, you know, it kind of gives you that, that good feeling as well. You know, it's like, okay, I spent an hour on my Friday afternoon kind of helping this guy with a GoPro question, but now he can do what he needed to do or he's he can film that event that maybe before he couldn't or got the right white balance settings, you know, or the right um, ISO now. And so I really kind of think it's, it's super important, and in this crazy world, like I said, that we, that we don't forget the human, you know, um, on the other side of the keyboard who's written those comments, you know. Tim, this whole thing, and Dr. Andrea, there's people that you're bringing to tears, too, with just your service and how you guys, like the, the place that you're coming from, the place of love, the place of care. And, you know, what I think about is this isn't a tactic, although it is tactical, meaning we, we at Think Media talk about this internally with our team all the time about how like one of our core values is love above all and how, you know, there's like, it's kind of based off Corinthians where it's like, man, if I'm super talented, if I had like miraculous gifts, if I was the best at YouTube and all this other stuff, but I didn't have love, I'd just be a resounding gong. I'd just be a clanging symbol. A lot of people have heard that Corinthians verse at weddings and stuff. And that's our thing too, is like, if we're good at YouTube or we're good at tactics, we're good at all this stuff. But if we don't, if we forget about people and we forget about love and actually caring about the end user, then like we've lost, then ultimately we might as well shut down. But what's also interesting is the world is craving that genuine care. The world is craving, they can feel it when you put the work into research, when you put quality into a video, when you respond to comments. And it also is probably the best tactical strategy for a sustainable career on YouTube, because what a better foundation to build on than that foundation of love. And so uh, we are going to get through our final three tips because we're taking it all to 12. But I think one or two people might want to recap of all the points. We're going through the things we wish we knew when we were starting YouTube to super successful creators. Um, we have Dr. Andrea Furlan helping people with chronic pain. And we have Adventure Tim Media helping people with GoPros and creating travel videos. And um, here's what we've learned so far. And then we're going to get into the final tips. Get ready to fill in the blanks of any notes that you missed. Number one is set realistic expectations. Number two, YouTube has an advantage of all other platforms. Number three, the creator economy is booming. Number four, success on YouTube opens new doors of opportunity. Number five, choose a clear channel topic. Number six, commit to continued learning. Number seven, tap into the power of YouTube shorts. Number eight, adding value leads to views. And number nine, care and make genuine connections, which brings us to number 10, which is not a lot. It's something that not a lot of people talk about. And so as I was reading the notes, Dr. Andre, you wrote this and it really hit me. You actually hit the Spider-Man quote, which is one of my favorite quotes um, with great influence. You said comes greater responsibility. I think Spider-Man was with great power becomes greater responsibility. We do trivia like breakout groups on the Think Media team. And the other day, Melissa asked everybody what 
is your favorite movie quote and everyone got fired up they're talking about lord of the rings and and also comedy movies and stuff will ferrell quotes and stuff uh but but that i think that actually is one of my favorite quotes from spider-man with great influence comes great responsibility talk about that because it's sometimes we oh, think about yeah. this idea of stepping into this role of teaching or educating or entertaining and maybe talk about how your identity has grown into that, your confidence has grown into that mm -hmm. to get on camera and to to become more of a leader, to become, to build, to have personal growth, to carry the responsibility of serving and helping other people with all the content you create. I did not imagine that when I started. I I had no idea because each word that you record stays recorded and it's going to be replayed forever until you delete that video or do something different or update that video. But um, it is a great responsibility because people challenge me. And um, like uh, I've said some things in my video that I thought it was right. And then people start challenging me on that and say, no, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. So let me go back to the books and update myself. And I was wrong. So I think, uh, I not I think, I, I'm sure having the YouTube channel made me a better doctor because now I'm a better communicator with my patients. My students, I teach medical students, residents, they say, oh, but you explain things so easily. That's because I learned there. So the responsibility is not only with the audience, but it's with everybody around you, my family and uh, my friends. They see me as a leader, as an influential. So anything that you say comes with that weight. They regard you as the expert in that topic. You have to be very careful what you say. Don't say lies and don't sell yourself to sell a product that you don't believe just because they're paying you well. That is so ugly. That's so unethical. So the responsibility calls for ethics and ethics is do what your conscience tells you to do because you're going to regret later if you say something that um, you really don't want and you have to put the, you have to kill that video if you regret saying something in that video. So that's the responsibility that I carry because people are, you know, looking up to me and, and taking what I say seriously in each one of those videos. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I do kind of want to touch on this with just a, a personal encouragement to our challenge community. You know, sometimes we can have, uh, when we see increased responsibility, we shrink back. Um, like, man, I just don't want the, I don't want the pressure or I don't want, but I want to invite everybody watching this. Like you are built for this and you can handle the pressure. You can handle the responsibility. In fact, I think it's one of the best things for you. Like I've learned that when I am just living life for myself, meaning I don't have anybody else I'm accountable to, that's when I get into trouble. But honestly, my YouTube channel more important than that, my marriage to my wife for 18 years, my me being a father to my two boys, every time I felt that higher level of responsibility, it challenged me to become the next version of myself for the next season. And I've learned this, that YouTube is actually the greatest personal development experience I've ever been through. Books are good. Conferences are good. But doing YouTube itself was that invitation to take more responsibility. This also doesn't mean that you can't make mistakes because you're going to make mistakes on the journey. But when you start to feel to step in, and, and, and here's what I'm trying to get at. I just want to encourage you to step into 
a bigger place, to step into a place that's outside of your comfort zone, to step into a place of responsibility, because it's almost like pressure makes diamonds. So it's in that place, Dr. Andrea just said it, it, it forced her to become a better communicator. She improved because of committing to doing YouTube. I've completely transformed as a, as a human, as I've taken on more responsibility. And there's a book called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willick, which is, I think, one of the most important books. And it is this idea of like, you know, sometimes I hear people even complain, oh, the algorithms against me, or they might complain about life or circumstances. And what if we shifted this community right here in the challenge? What if we shifted, shifted our mindset? We shifted our words and we stopped complaining. We started taking responsibility. What if we stopped worrying and we got up and took action and took responsibility? What if we just said, I can do this. I will build this. I will crash through quitting points. I will keep going when I feel like giving up. I will because I'm responsible. It's like, who's going to step up and take responsibility for the troubles we're facing around the world? Who's going to step up in a household? As soon as someone steps up and clicks in, is like, no more. I'm taking responsibility. This is where we're going now. We're going to shift the atmosphere. We're going to shift the tone. That's what leaders do. They take responsibility. And I want to invite you that if, man, this might be one of the most powerful points. It's getting me fired up that your next level of breakthrough and views and growth will be on the next level of you just saying, I'm taking responsibility for it. I'm going viral because I I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn. I will until I'm not going to quit. I'm going to be responsible and take things to another level. Dr. Andrea, I blame you for that point. No one's ever shared that point before. And so that one really hit me. Uh, but uh, let's hit number 11 and 12 as we land the plane. And then we'll give all these call to actions to other channels and all that kind of stuff. But Tim hit this one. Create your own definition of success. I'm curious about this. Dr. Andrea, how do you define success? I don't define success by how many subscribers, how many views, how many comments. For me, success is being able to record and post one video every week. That for me is a success uh, because it takes a lot of effort to get to that point. And then I leave the results with God and with YouTube algorithm. Because if you compare yourself with other successful YouTubers, you, you know, and other people, you know, other physicians in my field, I may be so sad, depressed, and I say, oh, I'm not posting as much, I'm not uh, having as much success that they are having, like uh, with shorts or with any, you know, with views and subscribers. But I compare myself with how I was last month last year. So am I improving? Yes. I'm bringing more people to my team. Yes. But I am successful if I can post one video every week, because I, I think if you do this, there is nothing. If you be, if you post videos with good quality, with good content, this, the, the success metrics, which is views, subscribers, etc., and money, it's just a consequence. So change how you see yourself and how you measure your own because those are things that you can control. The number of views you cannot control. Man, I, I don't want to riff too long here. We're going to go back to Tim. But I do think that maybe one thing that makes Thinkpedia a little bit different too is one, even just asking you this question and encouraging you to maybe rethink this question. And then two, I think about how we define success here at Thinkpedia because um, success, ultimately, we all have different opinions, but success is the achievement of a stated goal. 
So in and of itself, to determine if someone's successful or not, of course, the world has its definitions. But but the question becomes, what was the goal? So it's the achievement of a stated goal. Have you stated your goal? And I agree with Dr. Andrea. A lot of times we define success wrong in social media because if you get even a lot of views, well, what if they're the wrong views? If you get a lot of views, what if you had to do it compromising your character, or your integrity? If you got a lot of views, but you ended up building a business or a life you didn't love. So you just think about different things. Like I like to think about like my ultimate success is I want the people at the end of my life to love and respect me the most. Meaning I don't want to gain the applause of the crowd, but lose the love and respect of my children. I want to raise my family and kids in a house where we love God, love people, and where I don't get so focused on the ambition of growing my business that I don't grow my marriage. These are different ways I define success. Now, of course, these are emblems of success as well, but I like how Dr. Andrea said that um, ultimately views I think are are byproduct of value. So success and one of the things Dr. Andrea hit, and this is worth writing down, is there are results goals and there are action goals. So if you define success by getting 100 views, then you might be disappointed because you may hit it, you may not. We'll have to see what happens with that video. But if you define success by uploading a video every week and you go, I'm gonna, that's a that's a action. So what if your goals were actions, not results? Like you can't determine if someone else is going to like you or love you, but you can take the actions to invest in the relationship and then see what happens. So we take back a lot more responsibility and personal power and extreme ownership by owning our actions. I'm going to study this book one chapter. I'm going to watch this module of a course once a week or daily. That's checked off the action. I'm going to film my video. That's an action. And man, if you define success by, listen, I don't necessarily control the results, but I can control my actions. This was inspired by you. Everyone has a different idea of success. Go ahead and break down what this means to you. Yeah. um, I know when I first started um, filming some videos, I was excited just to get a certain number of subscribers. So I remember really clearly when I hit my 10th subscriber, I was so excited when one of my friends, you know, reluctantly decided to subscribe to my channel. But then as the journey went on, I would look at how my videos performed and then I would be happy if my videos got like 50 views or then 70 or then 100 views. And then as things start to kind of roll and as you have like more videos go out there, all of a sudden you kind of want want to hit higher targets. And so like your success like might have like might lift it to 200 views of video or like uh, a thousand or so many subscribers. So it keeps changing like the whole way through. But I think it's really important what you said too, like, it's also successful for you just to press record, get out there and upload that video or spend that time editing because there's a whole lot of work that can can kind of go into this. And if you're prepared to put the hard work in, success will come, you know, like like nothing happens without like a lot of hard work. And, And if you're consistent with something, if you commit to this and you say, hey, listen, you know what, I've got something that I want to share something that I, that I feel I can give value to, to, pe- to people with like my knowledge and I'm just going to keep going on this journey. Like one of my favourite singers, he used to, his name's Robbie Williams and he told me that when he started in his solo career, he mentioned in an interview, when he started in his solo career, he wasn't really getting anywhere but he just kept on showing up to the studio. Every week he'd just keep on rolling up. Things weren't going great but he just kept on showing up and if you keep showing up on YouTube, you will have success, you know, and you'll, like I said, you might start off kind of smaller, but then it will gradually get bigger and bigger and you'll set bigger and bigger goals as it goes along as you help more and more people, you know. So, you know, like like one of my versions of success is somebody 
seeing my content and writing back to me and saying, hey, man, thank you for your help. Like, I really appreciate what you did. And that, to me, that's, that comment is worth more than 10,000 views or a million views. It's just that I was successful in helping that person, you know, and that's, that's something that, that you can't buy, you know, and you might have, like, you know, changed the direction of someone's day or um, I don't know. Like, I think it's really, really important to kind of, uh, to kind of really um, honour the I wonder the importance of that communication of somebody communicating with you. Because I know that when I was making some videos a couple of years ago, I was uh, stuck in hotel isolation. I come back from overseas and I'm, I couldn't get out of my hotel room for two weeks. And I was making videos about my trip to Singapore and stuff. And kind of wondering, is it worth it? You know, you're kind of spending all these hours and you're grinding and you're learning and you're watching videos and stuff. You're like, is anybody really caring? And then there was this Canadian guy who had something like 30 or 40,000 subscribers at the time. And he wrote to me about one of my videos. I was at Changi Airport in Singapore. And he said, hey, man, like you're doing a really good job. Just kind of keep on going with your journey. You know, like he appreciated what I did. And that little, that little small, like little nugget of like someone else's support, you know, kind of helping you on that journey, that kind of gives you that little extra bit of belief. It's like, okay, someone is listening and I am able to help and I am on, on the right path, you know, because sometimes you can just think, oh my gosh, what am I doing this for? I could be spending my time doing so many other different things. But, you know, if you just kind of focus on getting that stuff out there, being consistent, like providing that value, like, and you will create your own definition of success on the journey like for me like i said getting that feedback is worth more than a, a thousand subscribers you know it's it just kind of means that you can help another human being you know and isn't that the greatest gift of all right man so inspiring to hear both of your words and we have number 12 we're gonna hit number 12 here in just a second our final point we went over the 10 points of course because there were so many valuable insights shared as we were preparing for this session um, but also as a reminder, we're going to do the giveaway of a lifetime membership to Video Racket Academy in just a second for one person. Um, a few other announcements that we'll get to, of course, a full shout out to Dr. Andrea and Adventure Tim's channels and how you can connect with them. And so I hope you've been getting value out of this session. And I would love like, what have you liked best so far? What has stood out to you so far? What resonated with you as far as action items or insights? But let's hit number 12. Number 12, consistency is key. Consistency is key. And we'll start with Dr. Andrea. And this surprised me and I can relate, but I'm so, I'm so grateful you were vulnerable and you shared this. You did say that there are times that you want to quit. Break down the power of consistency, maybe a little bit of that vulnerability on the journey of like, this isn't always easy, but now looking back and reflecting on your journey, what, how do you feel? What are some of the insights? Uh, yeah, everybody will have this. You will not be immune. Um, you will probably post, be posting videos and you're not seeing success or not the success that you think you deserve and uh, you should have. Uh, and then you say, oh, this is not worthwhile. But if you stop there, that's the deep. And I read the book that Sean talked about the deep. And, uh, and if you stop there, that's where everybody else stops. And that's the hardest point when you are really, you know, not getting the traction that you have. But YouTube is different because YouTube is not a linear grow line. It goes like this and this and ups and downs. And then you get one video that gets you hundreds of thousands of um, views. Or for me, what works uh, so interesting, 
when my views are going down, then one of my older videos, a year, two years, three years older, starts like it was a flat line. And then suddenly, if, uh, a reason that I have no idea, it becomes like this. Boom, 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 and that video brings everything up. But you would not notice that if you had given up. So being consistent, being patient, take holidays, take vacation when you need from YouTube. It is okay. Uh, but come back and be persistent. If that's your call, if that's what you want to do, help people and achieve some success in this platform, you do need to be persistent and consistent. Man, stirring words. And Tim, you shared this, you know, how if you build it, eventually they will come. And you shared a little bit about that, but unpack this idea of consistency. Yeah, obviously Field of Dreams is one of my favorite movies. That's where that line comes from. But yeah, like you've just got to keep um, showing up and you just got to uh, try and build that relationship and that trust with your audience, you know, that you've got to look at this journey as though it's not going to happen overnight. But if you just keep working at it, like step by step, like it will come. And I've kind of found that by when I committed to VRA, um, I, I kind of knew I was on the path to something that I was going to stick with. You know, like you invest your time, you invest your money in it, but, and then you kind of tell yourself, okay, I'm going to get some value out of this because I'm investing all this money into it and then all this time. And then if you just, you got to keep posting, you got to keep believing that, you know what, I can help people here. I can, if I keep on pushing out content, if I keep on like sticking to some kind of program with it, um, like good things will happen, you know, like, and, and that's, that's one thing that I think one of your um, videos or your podcast mentions how like something like 75 or 80% of people who start the YouTube journey kind of give up. Well, I don't like giving up. I'm not the sort of person who gives up on people or, or things. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to be that one who's going to like just keep on sticking through and just kind of see what happens. And you keep on pushing through and eventually you're going to break through that ice and then good things will happen, whether it's, you know, maybe a sponsorship deal or maybe you might get, I don't know, like 100,000 views or whatever. But you just got to keep on pushing and keep on working and keep on believing that that what you have to offer is value, valuable to someone else. And by being consistent, you know, you're going to grow. Things are going to grow for you. And don't give up, you know. Like there's times I could have given up as well, but I just kind of – I just had a message that I wanted to kind of share and I wanted to help people. Like I used to be an English teacher in Taiwan and I used to love – teaching my kids and I was a swim teacher so I've always got like an, a, lo a lot of personal joy and value out of helping others and teaching others and YouTube was like is like another way when I can do that like when I approach my GoPro videos sometimes I look at it like okay I want to imagine that the person who's picked up a GoPro right now they have no idea what to do and I think about like my old man, like he's like 85, right? Like what if he picked up a GoPro for the first time? So I want to speak in a language where I can kind of help someone from his level to someone who's like much more advanced, you know? And by being able to be consistent, you can help that person, even like my dad, kind of just gradually kind of get better and better. We, we keep putting out consistent content every week. So like I said, if you're on the journey, and I know it's hard, there's sometimes you put your, want to throw your hands up and go, hey, man, like, is this worth doing? But it is, man. If you just keep going, you just got to keep pushing through, and good things will come. They really will. Oh, man, beautiful. 12 incredible points and uh, so much value. People have been sharing all their takeaways, and like this has been like a roadmap. And we've done a lot of these. I think this might be my favorite one. 
you shared so many cool insights and I feel like we had very tactical things, but also kind of those deeper um, principles as well that we can build on. Now, let's start with you, Dr. Andrea. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll, of course, share your channel. You're easily findable, but shout out anything that um, you uh, want to make mention of and where can people connect with you? Yeah, so the easiest way is on my channel. It's just my name, Dr. Andrea Forlan. But I also have a website that I have a lot of handouts and a lot of uh, things for people to download. It's also my name, drandreafurland.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Andrea, and show her massive love. And then, Tim, shout out. What do you want to promote or mention? Yeah, um, I'm, I can mainly be contacted through uh, my YouTube channel, which is Adventure Tim Media. That's all one word, or adventuretim.com, which is my, uh, my website. Um, I've got Instagram there as well, adventure underscore Tim underscore media. And yeah, I'm happy to connect or answer questions with, with anybody else. I still kind of um, get into the, in, into the VRA Facebook page sometimes too and, and read some other people's comments and some of the things they're going through. And I really encourage everyone to kind of try to stay connected to that community because that is actually a really, really great resource. And especially when I first started on my journey, you put up videos and you get feedback and content from your other fellow content creators. And that's going to be really powerful. And I remember there was, a, uh, there was one guy in Montreal the same, about the same time I started and he had a cooking channel. And I used to just really look forward to seeing his videos getting posted every week so I could watch it and support it. And then his success, like he blew up a lot before, a lot earlier than I did. And then I, when I saw his success, I felt so happy for him because, you know, we're on the same pathway. So, um, so yeah, um, just make sure you, if you do join up with VRA, and I, I really encourage it. Like I said, it's kind of changed so many things for me. Um, yeah, just kind of stay part of that community, and it's all good things are going to happen, right? All good things are going to happen. Adventure Tim, so grateful for you. Thanks so much for being here. Come on, show some love.